in my gut, in my spirit, that I, this was the right path for me. And I had a real peace about it, an excited peace about it. A solid foundation of values and vision encourages accelerated growth. And so I came up with the vision of be the most authentic law firm in, in Texas. The values that align up with that. That way, any decision that we have in the future, there's no guessing because we know does it doesn't match with our values or it doesn't. Same with who we hire. Does it match with our values or do they not? Not to be attracted to the money. Because if you stick to your principles, the money will come. Welcome to Personal Injury Mastermind. I'm your host, Chris Dreyer, founder and CEO of Rankings.io, the preeminent personal injury marketing agency. Before we get started, if you like what you hear, head on over to Apple or Spotify and give us a five-star review. And if you don't like what you hear, tell me about it in a one-star review. I got a big hub for all my haters too. Each week, we talk to the best in the legal industry. Ready to dominate your market? Let's go. Jefferson Fisher might be a fifth generation lawyer, but his approach to the business of law is anything but traditional. He struck out on his own just over a year ago. He takes client meetings and coffee shops and films his very successful social media videos in his car. But that's where the homegrown feel of Fisher Firm ends. He employs eight attorneys at a firm, which is run like a business, and he has no plan of stopping. Learn what worked for Jefferson and get inspired by his drive. Here's Jefferson Fisher, CEO at Fisher Firm. I am actually fifth generation attorney. Don't ever hire me to build you a birdhouse. Like, so that's just like all we, all we know. So I grew up hearing stories about the courtroom. I just kind of grew up around it. Now, I went to school for business, um, but I just slowly fell into law and I felt way more comfortable at law school than I ever did in, in college. It just naturally fell into my personality and it kind of just fell into my fell into my zone. And you didn't just start slowly. You hit the ground running, right? So by the time this airs, I believe you'll officially been in business for one year and just massive growth in a year. So, you know, walk us through this first year of growth and just the early days of the firm. Yeah. So I was at a big defense firm uh, in 2021. At the December of that year, I left the firm. And that was a, a big deal to the firm and a big shock to them. I felt like I was running with a parachute on. Like I just wasn't at my full potential of what I wanted to do. So I uh, told the firm and my dad was actually at that firm. And there was, of course, a lot of conversations about that. He did not want me to leave. And so January comes. This is a year ago today. I am hopping coffee shop to coffee shop with my laptop and just signing up clients and you couldn't wipe the grin off my face, Chris. I just, I was, I was pumped. I, I just, I could run. And uh, so I started signing up clients. And within four months, I had done better for myself uh, monetarily than I had done in almost the past two years. It was so much fun. And then come April, I may, uh, my dad came to me and said, "Hey, I, I think I'd like to, I think I'd like to practice law with you again. That's how, that's how I want to end my career." And I was like. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this, is amazing how, this is what I wanted the whole entire time. And then it turned out, okay, well, I think some other people want to join. And I'm thinking, okay, well, how many? Well, all of a sudden it went from me to a team of eight. And then within about two months, that grew into 10 and then 12. 
And right now, I just made our 16th hire. Um, and so it's been it's been fantastic. What? I mean, that's that's <laughs> super fast. That's, yeah. Yeah. That, we yeah. we got to break that down. We have to break that down. So, you know, you said you sign these clients, you're in the in the coffee shop. Like, yes. is it your sphere of influence? Is it like, you know, work in kind of that sphere and your database and like referrals um, or was it just out of the gate? Because I know we're going to talk about social where you're just crushing it on social media. You know, how did you approach business development? Well, um, I'm not from a big town. I had enough of a sphere of influence that when I announced that I left, people knew. So I go to different events and, oh, well, I heard about this or I heard about that. And that that just kind of had a ripple effect uh, of where I was going. And so that that definitely led to the first time I was getting clients, getting corporate clients, commercial clients, and then uh, for plaintiff cases and then personal injury cases. And that just started turning over. And I was just I couldn't send DocuSigns out fast enough. But nobody cared about if I had an office. Nobody cared. Right. Uh, After COVID, nobody cared about coming to see the big grandiose thing. They just want to know you. And they want to know how you're going to treat them. And they trust you that you got their case and you got their back. They don't they don't need the fancy furniture. It was no problem at all for me to just be in coffee shops. And it was great. I was going after it. And I thought I was just going to do personal injury only. That's all I was going to do. Uh, it's still like 80 percent, 90 percent of what we do. But um, that's that's how that that got started. That's incredible. And I got to imagine, you know, keeping your overhead down and being able to do these experiment and do these different manners, um, you know, mm-hmm. the the boots on the ground to get the, the the cases of what it's all about. And you just took that momentum and just continued with it. Mm-hmm. How did that feel like your dad coming to you? Because there's probably that moment where he doesn't want you to leave. Yeah. And then it's it's like comes in full circle. Like, so tell us about that moment. Um, it, it was nothing against my prior firm. It's just a very old, traditional lockstep defense firm. And I'm like, look, we need to be doing this. I'm, I'm investing myself in books. I'm trying to learn this. This is where we need to go. And it was just a stone wall. And so I tried to start having these conversations with my father about it. And he wasn't against it. He was like, yeah, I appreciate it. I understand. I understand. But you need to be, you know, come on back to the come on back into the fold. And I was like, no, I can't. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm too, too energized. And he did not want me to leave Chris. It was, we had several discussions. It was not a surprise to him when I did, but it was definitely, definitely tough conversations. Uh, and so when I did announce it was, of course, everybody just went to him. Like what's, what's going on? Obviously I was sad about it, but I knew like this is just just in my gut, in my spirit that I this was the right path for me. And I had a real peace about it, an excited peace about it. And then when he came to me, man, I just can't explain the feeling uh, when it, it was very much a, hey, I, I'm going to be practicing X amount of years. I want to do it with you and we're going to figure it out and I'm going to let you run. I'm going to let you take off with it and I'm just going to watch you. It's just been killer. Uh, and so he gets to do exactly what he wants to do. And my dad is a a legal scholar. He loves the law. I like the law. I also like the business. And so like what when my, you know, that, that thought of only do what you want to do, man, I love developing the client experience, that, that, that whole marketing, removing the friction, that stuff I nerd out about. He nerds out about 
all of the, the, you know, I just found this case law precedent that's going to, you know, just rip the other side. That's what he gets, he gets jazzed about. So, uh, it's, it's a good yin and yang, but it's, it's an incredible blessing. It really is. Well, thank you for sharing that. I was, yeah. uh, I'm trying not to be a big baby, but sometimes I get emotional myself here and stuff like that. Uh, I, I'll start trying if I think, if I think about it, just, I mean, he, yeah. he'd been in that firm for 35 years, Chris, Yeah, 35 years. And then, he sees me just incredible. So he took the leap too. So it was hard for him. Yeah, yeah, he, he did too. And he's like, all right, we're, you're going to, we're going to do this. So if I do this, we're going to do it. I was like, we're going to do it. Come on. So, and we haven't looked back. We haven't looked back. So I think we have, I have, um, eight, eight attorneys now. So, wow. And I want to talk about the, the values and the vision, right? And start with that vision and it centers around authenticity. And I want to, want you to kind of explain this, you know, what is your vision and how did that come about? I listened to your podcast before I even left my firm. Uh, I had like a handful of them that I just liked listening to. And I'd get encouraged by hearing these other attorneys, you know, go off and do their thing. Um, and then I developed a real obsession for digging into books, not just books about law. Those are books I stayed away from. Instead, I studied the books on business, of just any business, because I think I've heard it either on your podcast or many others. You're not competing against the next law firm. You're competing against Amazon, Apple, Coca-Cola. You're, you're competing against anybody who's competing for your client's time and attention. And so that's exactly where I went. And I knew it was very important to first structure the values of our firm. And to me, the closest uh, value to me is authenticity. Just be who you say you're going to be and mean what you say. And so I came up with the vision of be the most authentic law firm in, in Texas. And I truly believe that we are and set up the, the values that align up with that, that they know who we are, who we represent and what we're about. That way, any decision that we have in the future, there's no guessing because we know does it match with our values or it doesn't. Same with who we hire. Does it match with our values or do they not? Not to be attracted to the money, because if you stick to your principles, it, the money will come, you know. There's different ways to market, and some firms will hire like um, like actors to do their commercials and things, right? It's nice that you have this clear projection, this clear path. I want to just read a couple of these because a lot of times, guys, when we talk about core values, it's like team player yeah. and things like and, and integrity and things <laughs> like that. A lot of those are table stakes. If you don't have that, that that's not core value. So you have feed his sheep creativity doesn't wait and the second best time is now so maybe let's start with feed his sheep because that's a different one yeah so that's that's based on one of our our core principles of being christ-like in christianity and feeding his sheep in other words our number one goal is just taking care of people being a shepherd to people and at the end of the day who cares about money are we taking care of them are we not? This is this is not a a net profit analysis. It is feeding who we set out to feed, and um, that's that's number one. The second being creativity doesn't wait. I love that one just because I came from a firm. Well, everything had to be done by a committee. You had to have a proposal, and you had to have a committee, and that committee had to go up for a vote in partnership, and it would take months. To me, 
If you got a creative idea, throw it out then, now, the moment you wake up, whatever it is, just send it. There's no, there's no time frame for creativity. I can feel the, the meaning behind those. And I imagine it's easier to spot people that don't align and you can actually create questions that kind of uncover that in your hiring process. Yeah, it's just more of where their, where their heart is. I mean, regardless of any religion, past job, just you really just need people who have a good heart. I mean, this is a, a, a profession that, unlike any other, deals with so many matters of the heart, whether it's family law, criminal law. I mean, personal injury law, I mean, and immigration, you name it. You're dealing with humans, real lives at, on the line, at stake, big time affecting their life. And so if you can't have a, a heart for that, then you're just not in the right. You're not in the right profession to, to, to me. The second best time is now. And, um, man, I love that one just because it's this. I got into this rut of, man, I wish I had done this. Man, I wish I had done that. And instead of thinking about I wish, it's just, well, hey, let's start, let's start today. Um, and that's, that's the second best time It's to do it right then. And that's better than any other time. Right, right. You know, do it, then fix it and improve it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's not have that kind of analysis, paralysis, be, be perfect. You just, just go, just do it. Love it. You know, I'm going to switch trajectories over to social because oh, yeah. we got to talk about social. You're at, you know, 550,000 followers on Instagram or more, right? Um, yeah. TikTok's got over 300,000. I've got a bunch of bullet questions, bullet points <laughs> here, but it's just like, how? How? Yeah. Like, what, what's, what's the big picture? Yeah. You know, let's talk strategy here because sure. you don't see that often. Yeah, especially in the legal space. Hey, nobody's more surprised than me, Chris. <laughs> nobody's more surprised than me. I yeah, the uh, Instagram is now like a pretty good ways past six hundred thousand, and it's just continuing to go. I didn't make my first. What's today? The twenty seventh. Tomorrow would be year to the day of the first video I made for social media. So that's all within a year. And the biggest thing I would say to anybody listening is just do it. I mean, they you, they want to go, well, I, I need to make sure that my, you know, I need structure it the right way. I wrap my head around this, right? It needs to be laid out in any format. It needs to be, no, it doesn't need to be anything. You just, they just, it needs to be from you. That's it. <laughs> That's all it needs to be. And there's going to be a period of time where you're not going to get anybody seeing it. I mean, I had a good while where nobody saw anything, but I just kept doing it because you have to have some type of history you know, content for them to see. You don't expect you're just going to make your first video, your first 10 videos, and everybody's going to go, hey, check this out. This this guy's great. They're not. That's not going to happen. You need to have almost like a portfolio for the algorithm to pull from if they like what you're doing. So that way it just continues to, continues to go. And um, you have these people that, and I was one of them, I thought I had to have like the best camera, the best lighting, the um, best microphone. And I just got frustrated because I got too overwhelmed about it because I, I, I'll nitpick to make sure is it the best, is it the quality camera, even though I don't know anything about microphones. I'm like, ooh, this one has a better, <laughs> you know, a better sound filter or whatever. I, I've never used a microphone. I don't know. Um, so I'll get hung up on that. Instead, I just grab my phone 
and did it in my vehicle. And I did it in my vehicle because I didn't have an office, right? <laughs> that made it easy. Second of all, I had two little kids at the time. Uh, my son was four. My daughter was two. I, I can't make a video at the house. What do you? I'm not like a not a homemaker where I can make a video while I'm doing laundry or something. Like I, I'm, I'm working, and so I make the videos when I have about 30 minutes in the day in the truck. That's about it. You don't need the fancy gear to see returns. When you look at lead gen, Jefferson's approach to social media knocks it out of the park. And it's it's insane. I mean, it automatically just boosts your credibility times a thousand. I mean, it's um, all of a sudden, not only am I getting asked of, hey, how are you doing this from other social media folks, then LinkedIn finds my content. Hey, Jefferson, we want you to develop a course, go out to California, be part of our LinkedIn learning where I'm doing that. I'm like, y'all know I just make these from my phone, right? Uh, you know, and, and then it leads into people calling my firm, people messaging me about you name it on any case, anywhere. Uh, and I just, I funnel it all. I either refer it or funnel it or take it. And so it is a full thing in me of you cannot sell. You just provide value for free, and that does the selling for you. And then once you build a community, if you want to sell something, then they want to support you because now you got them. You've been giving them a whole year worth of free information, free value that they can use in their life without you asking for anything. And I just, I think too many attorneys go about it the wrong way. These firms spend hundreds of thousands, if not millions of thousands of dollars on marketing that's giving them zero engagement because they're just selling. I agree a thousand percent, but it's important. You have distribution. You have massive distribution, right? So when you put a, a piece of content out, it's being seen by a ton of people. That, that's a huge asset that you can use as leverage against your competitors, uh, you know, to move that lever. And I just, there's so many doubters. And yeah, if you're just posting just generic, um, you know, reviews and there's just no personality, then no, it's not going to work. But it, but if you're providing value, I guess that, I guess you would agree that the attention is a value exchange. Yeah, you can read everything you want. I mean, attention is the asset. Everybody knows that, but it's, where is it, where is it being throttled because you have this, okay, I, I made a video early on. This is when I was just trying to figure out how in the world to do it. I thought I had to be like these other fancy firms. I had this video that I paid a guy to come help me with, a friend of mine. I'm like, have you been injured? Here's three things that you need to do in an accident. You know, if you've been in an accident, do these three things. What personal injury attorney hasn't done that? They've all done that. And you know how many people need that message at that given time? Zero. <laughs> None of them are getting hurt in that moment and going, oh, well, thank God I just watched this, this guy on TikTok. I know exactly what to do. Um, it's, just, it's just not the, not the way to, to go, go about it. But leverage is humongous. I mean, I can, let's say on Instagram, I can take a picture of this water bottle and within about, 15 minutes, I'll have about 20,000 people see it. And those are all people that live. I, I, I know where they live. 
and what country they're in. Uh, I know what the distribution is of my demographics. Uh, I know when they watch it. I know how long they watch it. And it just the data, the data is, is, is insane to be able to pull it, be able to use it. And I truly care about them. Um, cause I'm, I'm, I'm in comments, I'm in messages, I'm, I'm encouraging them in different topics. So, and that falls right with your, with your core value aligns with it. Yeah. For free. I'm helping them just to help them. That's it. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying, well, Hey, if you need help, why don't you call my, call my office. If it's something, you know, if you need time with me, no, it's, it's me answering your message. Now, if it's a legal case, yeah, then we need to go through the proper channel of, of getting that all in the, in the, the vein, but. Breaking this down just to kind of, you know, every, everyone's different, but there's something to be said about sticking with it and consistency. And you, you alluded to, Hey, at the very beginning, you didn't have many followers and impressions, you know, let's talk about these, you know, these quantities. When was there that tipping point? Was it a hundred videos, 200 videos? Was it? So I first started making videos on Instagram and I was making videos of really anything just to figure out how it worked. And so I was kind of telling them like at the time it was really popular to have these, this music or overdubbing and people would like dance or mouth words to it to go with whatever was going on. And I try to make those and relate those to law, just either to have something funny, something relatable, whatever. It was. I didn't know. I was just experimenting. Um, and that's, you got to be willing to just look dumb. All right. Nobody cares. Okay. We think they do, but they, they don't, they really don't. They're busy doing their own thing. Um, but it took me probably about maybe six, seven videos before I came up with the thought of this isn't, this isn't the right thing I need to, this was after I made that video of been in an accident, one, two, three. It's like, what, what can I, what can I actually give them value of? What do, what do they think attorneys do? And I think, well, they always say, well, you must argue really well. Okay, well, if I give them communication advice, just about relationships, about work, about uh, conflict, how they argue, there it is, how to argue like a lawyer. And so I did my first one on how to argue like a lawyer, part one. Just dun, 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 dun. Tried it, tried it out, and then I would take that video and then repost it on TikTok. Uh, and that got, I had zero views on TikTok until then. Zero. Wow. All right. That's like the more like you just go, I suck. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I got like maybe a hundred views on TikTok. No, but I was like, I, I don't know. This app's broken. I can't, I, I always Google like how to, how to not have zero views on your videos. I made that first video and then got like a thousand views. I was like, I've made it. <laughs> I'm done. Wow. And then uh, I made another and another. And then on part four, it hit to like 4 million. It just took off. And then, uh, wow. And then they started cross referencing on my Instagram and then it just started to kind of become its own flywheel of content of capturing people on, on both platforms. And so I just kept on from there. So it was probably less than 10 videos, but it was not how many it was. It was not the quantity. It was the quality of, of what I was putting the the age old debate of quantity versus quality. And I appreciate you kind of sharing under the hood, kind of the strategy and your experience is what works for you. Your team's grown. Have they now kind of jumped on board and, and they're starting to do some social or what's kind of the team composition look like and, and how are, 
How is a new firm kind of lifting everyone to, to continue with this momentum? Once I knew that there was a small group coming and wanting to be a part of my vision, that they were like, hey, we like where you're going. We like your ideas. And I made it very clear that I would be the one running the business end of everything. Y'all focus on the law. I will help set up the system for that, but I'm going to set up the overall system. So right out of the gate, I went right to an org chart. Who's in what? Who's in what category? And who did I ever want to hire? I still have that org chart. And I wrote names of who was going to be in what. And I would write my name in everywhere where everything else wasn't. So I knew we didn't have somebody in sales. Jefferson's in that. Somebody in marketing. Jefferson's in that. So I developed a whole legal department within the company. And so all the attorneys, paralegals, managers, they're in the legal department. I have a whole different system of what I'm doing with finance, sales, marketing. And I mean, I, I set it out like a company. I firmly believe in that. And so rather than just going, okay, I'll just, well, we'll just figure it out. You know, what? A, no, right out of the gate, I set up certain programs to make sure that we set up a system. Um, so I, there's an app called Notion. It's fantastic. It's a wiki and immediately created employee handbook, right in Notion. This is all of our policy right out of the gate. Uh, you know, Slack, that's, that was unheard of in my prior firm. Any internal communication, this is where it happens. You have issues, this is where it happens. Anything external, don't send me an email on it. So it's just very basic ways of slowly having the building blocks of what's the, what's the role. So we had some attorneys, we had some paralegals, and that was it. Well, then we uh, continue to get more attorneys, and I'm just running the business. I know in the E-Myth, right, E-Myth books, those who, who like and nerd out on business books like I do, I knew exactly where I was. I was wearing my hats, and I knew that I needed to eventually get out of that to work on, not in. But I just had to be the one who's setting up the system. So I just lived. I, I knew that was going to happen. Every company forming, that's what's going to happen. And um, I have a receptionist. She's, she does amazing. All of our case managers are awesome. Everybody who has this kind of this buy-in to the vision that we do feel um, that support those, those values, who know those values, make it very clear this is where we stand on issues, meaning that you have to match the values to really what you do. Remember, authenticity. So if I say I'm going to take care of, feed his sheep, I'm also going to feed my people. So that means I'm going to give them full medical that means I'm going to have unlimited PTO so they can take care of their family and their kids' medical appointments. I'm not going to make things more difficult. I'm going to make them less difficult. So if I'm not taking care of my people, then I'm not sticking true to my values and my vision. So that follows not only how I handle outside cases and deal with people, it all the more takes care of my inside my inside my home. You know, what am I what am I protecting? Um, because there's very much, just as you would protect the peace of your home, you have to protect the peace of your business. And then it's this idea that as we continue to grow, my last, my most recent hire was last Tuesday, this past Tuesday, three days ago, uh, chief of operations, uh, who's just wonderful. He's, he's, uh, he's fantastic. Uh, he's a prior law enforcement officer and, uh, got his MBA in finance and he's going to be, if anybody keeps up with the, what is that book? It's a traction Fireproof? Yes, thank you. Yeah, Integrator. And so very much a taking 80% of the admin that I'm doing 
and pulling that off. So it's uh, we're right in the middle of of that transition, and it's just a lot of fun uh, when you when you are taking the steps. It's just a lot of fun. There's nothing better than being that visionary and have someone to integrate and then cat you know to take your vision and run with it. Yeah, we still got a lot of time to to kind of become one mind, but it's it's been a blast so far. You know, so I went to the website and we've talked uh, on the side on the phone about this too. And you've hinted around at a new book. I mean, do you want to give the audience a preview of the book um, and what's going on there? Yeah, well, it's um, I'm very excited about it. It's uh, there's no title yet, but it's all going to be around the same um, topics of my content and how that is is breaking down different types of personalities and how to deal with them in conflict. Because I get a lot of questions on. I, I'm somebody who's more introverted. I have a hard time speaking up and getting my point across. How do I do that? I'm really emotional. As soon as I get into an argument, I cry. I'm, I get run over. I don't know what I'm doing. Or three, I'm, I'm really aggressive. I don't mean to be. My anger shoots up really, really quickly, and I say a lot of things I don't mean to say. And so it's navigating, one, what's the behavioral science behind that individual for yourself and for you you, you might be dealing with, and then strategic ways of dealing with that in an argument, a conversation, and then looking, boiling down of what makes attorneys good at that, what makes debaters good, what makes, um, you know, negotiators do really well in that sphere. So it's just kind of a heightened view of how to deal with, with conflict. And I'm honestly just serving my, my followers. Uh, they ask for a book, you know, do you have a book? Where's your book? So a lot of that is, it's good because I have, data right to, to know exactly what topics they like what they don't like and what they find useful and what they need help with which is all you want in a book positioning it to know who's who's going to read your book you know sally who works at dillard's who has a problem with you know her her manager you know what i mean so it gives a lot of good data that way so i'm, I'm really excited about it. hopefully it'll be done in the next uh probably 12 to 14 months you know how difficult that is it's a long process I, I definitely do. And, and fantastic. I love the the topic of the book, uh, the, the theme. It makes me think, I always say this, I, I like the podcast and we have like a schedule and I've researched my guest and it's like easy for me. But like, if I have to go to somewhere where there's, you know, like a conference, I really struggle there. So I'm sure there's some tips, <laughs> yeah. you know, for the introverted in those live situations. And uh, so I'll definitely want to check that out. What's next for the firm and how can people get in touch with you? Um, what's next to the firm is continue to grow. Uh, so we have two office locations now. Uh, probably we'll go for a third because we're already at, at full capacity and just continue to improve. Now that I'm going to have more of that admin off of me, I now can continue to grow on our, our marketing and, and really just improving the client experience. If anybody wants to get a hold of me, so we have Fisher Firm. That's the law firm we have is Fisher Firm. We're in Beaumont, Texas in Lumberton, Texas. And I guess if anybody wants to reach out to me, you can find me on Instagram or TikTok. Uh, just search Jefferson Fisher and I'll, I'll be around. Thanks so much to Jefferson Fisher at Fisher Firm for everything you shared today. Let's hit the pinpoints. Here we go. People buy from people, not from fancy offices, old leather bound books or dark stained furniture. Hey, if that traditional appearance is you, great, lean into it, but don't be someone you're not. After COVID, people care less about what kind of office you have and more about who you are. 
They just want to know you and they want to know how you're going to treat them and they trust you that you got their case and you got their back. They don't they don't need the fancy furniture. Pin point number two, be you on social media. I know that you heard Jefferson talk about authenticity this whole time. This is how you do it. Show up as yourself. Own it in social media and in real life. Don't have an office? Take your meeting at a coffee shop or over Zoom. Are kids running around a home? Film social in your car. You don't need the best mic or camera to share who you are. Just keep showing up. And there's going to be a period of time where you're not going to get anybody seeing it. I mean, I had a good while where nobody saw anything, but I just kept doing it. Because you have to have some type of history, you know, content for them to see. You don't expect you're just going to make your first video, your first 10 videos, and everybody's going to go, hey, check this out. This this guy's great. They're not. That's not going to happen. You need to have almost like a portfolio for the algorithm to pull from if they like what you're doing. Pin point number three, know that you yourself cannot do everything over a sustained period of time. Delegate as soon as you can. Set up systems and teams from the beginning. Set it up like a business. I made it very clear that I would be the one running the business. I'll focus on the law. I went right to an org chart. Who's in what? Who's in what category? And who did I ever want to hire? And I wrote names of who was going to be in what. And I would write my name in everywhere where everything else wasn't. So I developed a whole legal department within the company. I have a whole different system of what I'm doing with finance, sales, marketing, and I mean, I, I set it out like a company. And so rather than just going, okay, I'll just, uh, we'll just figure it out. You know, what? A, no, right out of the gate, I set up certain programs to make sure that we set up a system. I'm Chris Stryer. Thanks for listening to Personal Injury Mastermind. If you made it this far, it's time to pay the tax. No, I'm not talking about taking your cash like Big G. I'm asking you for a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. Leave me a review and I'll forever be grateful. If this is your first episode, welcome and thanks for hanging out. Come back each week for fresh interviews where you can hear from those making it rain. And remember guys, shh, do not share this episode with anyone.